Stories of Communism 28, out of Czechoslovakia. Welcome to Stories of Communism, the podcast where we review and discuss the first-hand testimony of those who lived through the horrors of communism. This is Eric Seligman, your co-host, along with Manuel Castaneda, recording from the suburbs of Portland, Oregon. For this episode, we're interviewing Slovakian Jewish immigrant Clara Sever. As you'll hear in the interview, she was among the many people rescued by the Soviets from the Holocaust at the end of World War II. She thought they were offering freedom, but soon discovered they were just delivering another form of totalitarian oppression. Here's the interview. Mm-hmm. Thank you for talk, talking to us, Clara. Your story living in Czechoslovakia under communism is uh, yeah, very years. insightful. Yeah, very insightful. Yeah. So you were 37 years old when you left. So just to get the yes. interview 37 started. years when I left, yes. Then I left for America. Oh. That's right. But before that, oh. I survived. Uh, I survived Holocaust and the Second World War. Then they took over in 1948. I was already uh, okay. Uh, when they came, they came 19 after the war. The war ended 1945. That's when I met the first uh, Soviet person who came. And you were. Italy. And, and I was, you were a teenager? A teenager? I was ten, ten, 10 years old. 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they came, of course, they were the victors, right? And that's what we were taught. Uh, we didn't even know that there was somebody else, only very foggily that there was some uh, Americans and maybe some British, but that was, that was lately that was not uh, mentioned anymore. That's what. Uh, that's how it uh, goes. The new man is growing that way. That you stop lying to him as fast as you can. Was everyone uh, scared when they knew the communists were coming to take over? No, because they didn't know they are coming to take over. Let me tell you what happened. Just a short vignette. In 1945, the war ended in Slovakia in May, and uh, to the little village where we were, uh, we were under uh, under the bunker. We were staying under the ground because uh, the Germans, with the, they uh, they uh, were still looking for Jews. So oh. yes, first, that, that was the first uh, Russian, uh, Russian uh, probably about 10 guys. They came, of course, we were beside ourselves. They are here, the war is over, and there is no more war, uh, there is no more anti-Semitism. Well, that was, hmm. the first, uh, that was the first thing that we learned that that is not true. Which, so which is are, are you... Are, are you Jewish? I'm Jewish, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, okay. So you thought in 1945, okay, we're free now. Uh, we are free, that's what we for thought. New life. We were free yeah. for, for uh, in, in 1948, the new um, government, um, of course, we didn't know that. We had absolutely not thought anything at that time. We were just trying to uh, to see how we're going to live from now on, because Czechoslovakia was a completely um, 
free, really democratic republic. A very good, of a very, very good uh, background, good history, and educated people. Mm. So that so, was uh, a lot walk, different. Walk, walk us back first uh, from your parents and, you know, what was their background, your parents? Did you guys, were you guys a middle class family? How did you Yeah, well, my father was, my father was a dentist and uh my my mom was of course uh, the uh, uh, two kids so my sister and myself and my mom was taking care of us and and my father okay. was dentist in a small town in Slovakia but then the, you know when the, the hitler was, uh, was base, basically they took over Slovakia the slovak part of Czechoslovakia uh, that's when mm-hmm. we had to go and hide otherwise we would have uh, and ended in Auschwitz mm-hmm. so we hide we hide uh, we hid for a couple of months under the ground and the Russians came and that was really a fantastic thing for us so my father was an old communist from the time and there was not even communist party but uh, you know, people at that time really were completely uh, in love with the Soviet Union because for them, especially for people like my father who was a complete orphan, so that idea that people are all the same and uh, there is no anti-Semitism and that we are going to be uh, living in a very free society and this was very well, uh, very well shown from the get-go, from the very first day when the new so Czechoslovakia took over again. Uh, the the Soviet uh, propaganda was fully implemented, fully. Hmm. So when the communists first took over. Did they win a democratic election there to gain power, or how'd that happen? <laughs> you can call it that, yes. You know what they list, what they had. Uh, yes, there was a democratic, democratic voting. That's what we went to. There are two, three, three parties. But my father already uh, taught me that it doesn't matter uh, who is what, who is. Uh, uh, voting for whom? The matter is who is counting the votes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, from the 13 percent of uh, uh, communist, uh, uh, communist, uh, uh, you know, people, uh, all of a sudden, the 13 percent won won the elections. So they elected. They were electing, of course, the socialists. And in 1948, they didn't uh, play any games anymore. anymore. They um, made a cool, you know, to turn over the new new republic, and the Soviets sent their people to take over. And so then we became Czechoslovak Socialist Republic. Mm-hmm. They were wasting too much time 
uh, playing games with votes and making it look uh, like it was a fair election. Well, you know, that was a little different. You have to, I am sure that you studied this, you know that it, you cannot implement uh, all cultures the same way. You are you, yeah. you are facing somebody who was a genius, and that was, of course, you know, Lenin. Lenin knew. Mm-hmm. He was an educated person. He knew that you cannot uh, brainwash this kind of people the same way like you brainwash the Kyrgyz people or the, uh, you know, any kind of people who are from a different culture. So the Middle European little republic, which had a democratic uh, background, democracy that was based on American democracy, and it was established in 1918 here in Pittsburgh, they were signed, signed, uh, both signed of the that they are going to have a republic, the democratic republic is based on American democracy. So Lenin knew who is he going to, uh, you know, take over. So he he gave it a time. You, pre, pre, they prepared pre, uh, and all the president. Unfortunately, the old president who was a. Uh, Republic's father was old and died, and his, uh, I won't say that he was bad, or he wasn't, of course, not such a big man that doesn't have the same uh, background. Uh, the, the new president was banished, and of course, Stalin immediately uh, pushed on him, and he couldn't, of course, he didn't have any, uh, any kind of uh, background because his of course, his new uh, crew was there from the Soviet, picked by the Soviets. So his background of a few ministers who were from the old Democratic Party, they were too weak and too scared, and of course they were, you know, they were for sale. So this is how they just turned it over. The same way, like they always turned it over, whatever they wanted to do with a small, mm-hmm. small country. It's a small country. So from the Republic, they became something just like what you see today. People don't understand what they are getting into. They are not really opened. They don't open your eyes. Would you, uh, if I talk to you two weeks ago, would we talk about the same things? I don't think so. You didn't know what's going to be in two weeks, what we have in our <laughs> streets today, right? Yes, correct. No, we're seeing um, mm-hmm. a lot of new things happen here. But uh, one something that interests me is the fact that you said your your dad was sympathetic to communist uh, ideals. When did mm-hmm. he uh, became aware that, that it wasn't really what he thought it was? You know, I have to tell you, he came uh, immediately when, this, <laughs> when uh, the Russians, the Russian soldiers came and there, of course, we hugged them and we were very happy and everything was fantastic. And my father went to talk to one of them 
And then he came and talked to my mother, and he said, uh, he looks like uh, he's not very happy, so she asked him what's going on. And he said, you know, I talked to this one of those soldiers, and there was one such a dark, dark hair, and a little bit darker than the others. And he asked me, are you Jewish? And my father said, yes. And he said, uh, and the soldier said, me too, but, and he put his finger on his mouth, but be careful, don't, don't talk. So he, he and his soldier friends didn't know that he was Jewish and he shouldn't say. So my oh, father yeah. realized that all his dream dreams of what's going to be in a new Soviet Union just came, you know, to, the, to an end. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that's good if people understand that. But you have people who can live with it how many years since since uh, the Soviets are still here inside inside America. And you know it today. You didn't know it. So how did your life change personally when the communists took over? I mean, you individually, aside from the society as a whole. It was completely different. It was a, it was a censored life. Everything was different. You were a state. You you belong you belong to to the state. Everything from where you are going to live, the, what school are you going to be allowed to uh, enter? Um, who who are whom are you? supposed to and not supposed to go out or be a friend where where could you get a job your whole life was was a, a basically based for, for for the state and the states uh, completely openly uh, took over the soviet uh, complete soviet system you know the soviet system Right. Mm-hmm. At what point did you did you guys decide to leave Czechoslovakia? <laughs> uh, it is, it's very cute because in 1945 uh, the, the Soviets gave me freedom. Uh, mm-hmm. Then 1948 they took it basically, so they mm-hmm. returned just like them. 1968, when we were so naive that we were hoping that there was a little bit of a, a little tiny little freedoms, like maybe we can mm-hmm. have some newspapers which are not this, only the papers of the Communist Party. So mm-hmm. we were trying to get a little bit of a freedom, but as you know, that you cannot. You can have have a little freedom as exactly like that. You can be a little bit pregnant, you know. <laughs> Either you are pregnant or not. Either you have freedom or not. That was no freedom. So we came. So, the Russians sent in 1968. I woke up at night in August. Uh, that the the tank is under my window. And that was a Soviet tank. And that was the end of our so-called freedom. 
Mm-hmm. So, so and I, what happened? How, how did you guys decide to get out? They took over. Oh. They took the everybody. They took the the prime minister and the whole uh, our whole uh, retinue to Moscow to talk. You see the difference between Czechoslovakia and other little states was that they came back. Usually when somebody was called to Moscow, he got a flu and and died. Mm. A lot of people, people claim, came back. So they got mm-hmm. somebody who was willing to take over. He took over a new... new uh, president who was there, who was their person, although he was a communist who was whose communist uh, uh, comrades took put his even to the uh, to jail for twenty five years. Now he was mm-hmm. out, and now he again he joined them because that's how people are. So how did you and your family manage to actually get out? Um, you know, what was your personal story of escaping from Czechoslovakia during this period? Well, it, it was very quickly. That happened very quickly. Uh, we, we were, they were talking a little bit, talking. So we had about two weeks to try to stand and hoping that somebody's going to change his mind. Uh, Brezhnev was pretending that he is negotiating. You know, you have to understand that they also have to find their feet because this was the middle of uh, of Europe and they didn't know that what, uh, is somebody going to help or not? I know that uh, I worked for the radio at that time. So I know that people went to uh, American uh, president, but he said, that's not my uh, this is this is their problem. This is not my problem. So, of course, uh, nobody's going to help us. Once the Soviets went someplace, they stayed there. There was mm-hmm. no, you know, there is nothing, nothing like this. Is just, uh, just kind of uh, pretending that it is uh, basically pretending very well because they came in because we called them. Because the mm-hmm. story was that the West uh, German uh, army attacked Czechoslovakia, and the Czechoslovak brothers called the Soviet brothers to come and help. Mm. So they were there to protect you. Yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But how did how did you guys get out out of the country? So the country was in, 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 you know, in such a good in-between way because they are not starting. Uh, they didn't go the way that you, they used to go when they occupied, uh, Germ- let's say, occupied Hungary. It was different. They learned their lesson. There are other ways to do that. So they just left everything go. The, the borders were open. And our uh, army was on the borders, and they know what's going on. So we, uh, when we decided that we have to go, uh, we just went, put everybody into the car, and whatever we could say, take with, uh, with ourselves, 
and he went to the old border to Austria and okay. crossed over to Austria. First time in my life was I in any country, but the socialist country was that. Mm -hmm. We were not so the, allowed uh, to go anywhere. So, but the the border between Czechoslovakia and, Aust and Austria was not um, as secure as the border between East and West uh, Germany. Is that correct? Well, the, the Germany the Germany would have been all all the way on the other side of Czechoslovakia. That was a stu very stupid uh, fairy tale. Nobody bought it. Everybody knew that this is a lie, and that was something that they have to tell their uh, their people, the Soviet people, because the Soviets also were were watching what's going on. The Czechoslovak border. Uh, border uh, patrol was there. The, when we stopped there, they opened a car and they saw that we have a typewriter and, and uh, I don't know what in there. Where are you going? So we t told them that we are going to 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 the Alps to to uh, visit. Uh, my husband was a newspaper person. That he is going to uh, go to uh, the Spiegel. The, uh, paper invited his his colleague from the United for to the Alps for uh, skiing, and they said that for for that you need a typewriter. Oh, you are you are uh, you you are uh, what are you working at the paper? Oh, go 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 go. They knew that you know these kind of people would have be the first one to be jailed. Because that's the ones who are trying to get that little type of a, what what you call freedom. I see. They, they had plenty of time to clean up. Oh, so you're saying the local soldiers didn't actually like being ruled by the Soviets either? Then hated them just like we did. So why did you and your family wait until 1968 to leave? You could not get out of that country. That was the only first first time that it happened, that you can cross the border. You, to go to uh, other country, uh, then, uh, then uh, to, even to Hungary, you needed a special uh, passport. For everything, mm -hmm. going out of, uh, I, I tell you a story if you want to, it, it's very, very clear. Uh, they are very much uh, people who are scientists mostly. Uh, culture, that's not interesting because they are not good for, for them because they have to just obey everything. But our science, scientists were very good and very well. Now also in touch with uh, American and, and uh, British and other scientists, and they used to go to invited to uh, some uh, very interesting things uh, they love to go but they had to complete first of all they have to have a passport nobody had a passport you have to get your passport and for that you have to pass who you are and how uh, how uh, in uh, that you are going to come back they have to make sure that 
for example, you could go, but you couldn't take your wife unless you had children at home. Maybe then one of you had to stay. What did you think about the U.S. when you came here? <laughs> I thought that I am finally, I am finally, uh, really somewhere where I don't have to be worried, scared. That was the first thing. And, and the first. And how old are you? How old were you? I was uh, when I came. I was thirty-four. Thirty-four. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And still single. No, I have a husband and two sons. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, boy, um, I mean, we're seeing a lot of... You cannot imagine this. I know. You know, would you imagine that a grown-up woman cannot go to Austria when she wants to? It was, it is a half an hour uh, trip. Normal. Oh, wow. like when Czechoslovakia was a normal Czechoslovakia, people went there Saturday night for for wow. seeing a movie or to go dancing or to go to the restaurant and come back while, with the tramway. Have you been Russia. back home? Have you been back yes, home? Yes. Yeah. yeah. After after uh, they uh, they got you know after they uh, got rid, mm-hmm. rid of the. War. Communist. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that was the first time I went 25 years after I left. I finally saw some remnants of my family. So the uh, Czechoslovakians didn't really choose communism. It was kind of, uh, it kind of got there by, by need to get rid of the Nazis and then uh, you had to look for help, and you were happy the communists got there, and then, but you didn't know that you had another problem in your hands. Okay, okay. so I said, in the interest of time, I like to uh, I like to ask you about what do you think about the um, current environment here in the United States. I was hoping that I will never see that again. When I was doing my last uh, report from the radio with a guy who was in a 25 years, for 25 years he was sitting in jail because of uh, communists put him. He was an old communist and they usually uh, have to uh, put them in jail because they see the light and they don't need that kind of a people, so they have to jail them. So when he came uh, at the, the time when it was a, a sort of a little bit of a hope, he told me that when, when you live, uh, live long life, you see everything and sometimes even the opposite of it. And I said to myself, oh, poor thing, he probably lost his mind a little bit. What kind of a nonsense is that? And then <laughs> then here I am, and I see, again, something that I never wanted to see. See, I always, we used to make stupid jokes that 
uh, when Americans started to play with uh, socialism. So we said, my husband, you say, they come after you, the socialism comes after you. You are bringing it in. So maybe he so, was right. And I'm sorry. But I didn't. So you think, really... so you, so you think Americans are playing with fire right now? Absolutely not. Not only fire. The fire is already uh, light, lit. The fire. The fire was here for 60 years. I've been here for 50 years, and I saw America, America changing, in the front of my eyes. And I do what I can to help, but it's hopeless because nobody knows any any uh, background. Nobody is interested in history and you know what happens to people who don't know their history and the teachers and the schools don't teach history to the well kids you, anymore. you you left you left all this education of two generations uh, empty and of course who emptiness you leave emptiness and somebody is going to feel it and of course uh, Bernie filled it and Bernie knows as much about Communism, as I know, about uh, about uh, to to fly to the moon. <laughs> Before we go, we'd also like to thank listener Right Scoo, who left us another great review on Apple Podcasts. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider clicking the link at storiesofcommunism.com and doing the same. You can also find links to Clara's memoir, sadly not yet available in English, and other references in our show notes there. And this has been your story of communism for today.